Sorry, Mark. I owe you five dollars. <laughs> I watched Blues Brothers again. Oh, I mean, that, that movie's kind of fun. Blues Brothers. Yeah. But goddamn, those guys are white. John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Just, just terrible, terrible, terrible. The rest of the thing, everything else about that movie is great. Was it because we played at the House of Blues that you looked it up? You, you, you went to seek. No, it just kind of, it just kind of shows up on on random oh. moments on the television. I'm just like, yeah, I'll fucking watch it. Just kill some time, like late at night or whatever. And uh, every time I watch it, I'm just like, the, I mean, the, the dialogue is fun, but just when it comes time for the actual music, yeah, whitest guys in the movie. John Candy is 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 uh, is not white in that movie, but John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd are totally Wonder Bread. Wow. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. Well, I, I I've never been a John Candy fan. I know. Never, uh, never. Uh, he he and Steve Martin never uttered a funny line in my. The funny thing is, is that there's this thing called Masterclass that's online now. It's this company that started um, basically teaching uh, whatever, you know, whatever skill you want to learn. And fucking Steve Martin is the comedy teacher. And I was like, well, first of all, you can't teach somebody comedy. You can maybe teach someone how to write interesting uh you know, funny stories, yeah. but you have to be creative writing. You have to be natural creative writing. You have to be naturally funny to to be yeah. a comedian. You know, something that I think we've talked about with with Doug Stanhope before, and 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 as as the three of us have talked about, you know, comedy and stuff like that. It's just you just can't do it if you're just not funny. And Steve Martin is put into. I think sometimes he's put into situations where there's humor involved, but I don't know if he's particularly. I wouldn't turn to him to learn how to be a comedian. I wouldn't turn to anybody because this masterclass thing is just here. Just give us money and we'll—it's so fucking dumb. I can't even—I can't even talk about it. Yeah, I, you, you've done well. I can't even you've talk. Done well. I can't go on. So I mean, how much of this is is, is a matter of taste, and how much is objectively true? Because I, I'm still baffled why why people think Jimmy Fallon is funny. Ugh. He's not, and and he knows he's not. He's That's not. why he laughs at the end of every one of his own sentences, <laughs> right? Because he, it's it, it's got to be nerves. Or well, it's no, be, it's cocaine. It's I mean, he's his his career is fueled by cocaine. Yeah, he do he wouldn't even snort talcum powder. I, did, I, I beg to differ. Really? I yeah. That boy is he. I, I think he walks on that. He's either drunk or he walks out there kind of coked up. When he, and I haven't seen, I have never seen a Tonight Show with him on it because I hate that motherfucker so much. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. I can't. Yeah. I I I'd, uh, seen skits on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, and because I, I I've never watched that. I've never been a fan of any of the incarnation. I, you know, I, I I like Bill Murray because of his personality and whatnot. I've yeah. never seen. I, I so I didn't see. I wasn't here when. He was on Saturday Night. I know a lot of people grew up watching that stuff, but the uh, that that was you know I just never saw any of that stuff. But I, I did see skits where Jimmy Fallon and he and this uh, uh, the other guy can't remember his name just cracking up at their own at their own lines and their own. It's just no no. And then then you get somebody like David Spade. And you're like, how did you how did you get mixed up in all this? Yeah, you know. He's, those kind of things are fun to see sometimes when you, especially like Monty Python, it would happen on Monty Python a lot. You'd see Michael Palin 
like fighting to yes. to contain himself. I love that stuff. But Jimmy was like, because they're actually, I mean, they're funny. They're That's kind of nice of you to put him and Michael Peglin <laughs> the same. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, when it's somebody that you love, it's 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 kind of endearing to see. It's like you know, it's like seeing a musician, you know, sure. seeing a band watching you. You know, they they fuck up and they're laughing or whatever. Yeah, that's that's kind of the same thing. But with Fallon, it was like every single goddamn show, he's he's losing it. Like yeah. he's trying to. Like it almost feels like he's trying to be as cool as Monty Python by deliberately cracking up sometimes or just letting it go. I don't know. But he's definitely he's definitely laughing more than the guys on Monty Python. Monty Python tries to keep it together just by doing right that thing with their mouth. Jimmy's just outright laughing. I mean, it's just. I mean, are you a professional or are you just a fucking hack? Yeah. I'm going to guess hack. Well, I was talking, back to Monty Python, of course, but I was talking to our good friend, Michael Martin, yesterday. Mm. And I said to him, I said, you know, it's the strangest thing is today in 2021 or July, whatever, that we are still referencing Monty Python. Well, it just shows you how old we fucking are. I I I beg to differ. I think it's I think it's a. I mean, to be able to put a line, a word, a something, a phrase into a conversation, we all know what it is, mm-hmm. and it's still as good today. And if you cast your eyes to the wall, you'll I, notice. I some, did notice that. Yeah, you're gearing, but it's, you're, you're it, gearing it, up for it tour is, or something like that with yeah. all your zingers, uh-huh. your one-liners. Yeah, I think they've contributed as, as much to the English language as Shakespeare, because I mean, Shakespeare's. Legendary for not just place, but having invented like a lot of the words. Yeah, I can't even name one of them. Right well, now. a lot of phrases that we, that we use too. I mean, he's a, yeah, Shakespeare was the first one to use pussy. As but a, like, a, yeah, there's a, so much, say. so much of our vernacular. I think a lot of people who don't even know who Monty Python are um, use words or use phrases and stuff that came mm-hmm. from the spam, for example. Yeah, that came from the spam from the. I hate spam. <laughs> That's where that whole turn came from. Yeah. Beans are off. Can I get spam instead? <laughs> yeah, of yeah. Beans. You mean spam? Spam? I love it. It, it never ends. It yeah. never. It's just and it, it it is as simple as a as a you know as a word or a you know a moment and it just it ignites the 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 and, and you know and I hear people all the time and we again this is another thing we've spoken about is people trying to recreate. You know, if you do a stand-up, I think the first time I ever saw somebody making fun of somebody making fun of uh, somebody making fun of somebody recreating a stand-up routine was Eddie Murphy. He said, "Look, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a joke to take to the office tomorrow," and he and he proceeded with a terrible joke to to so you could just say, "This is the beginning, this is the middle, and this is the punchline," and walk away. Versus going in, and then he said, and he was doing this, but right. it was and everybody's deadpan. Is like you cannot recreate it. And you can steal a song, and you can steal the idea of a joke. Uh, you know, um, Mencia, Carlos Mencia. You can steal all the material you want, and Mencia did okay on it. Uh, on, his own TV show, on th- yeah, yeah, on theft. But at the end of the day, you're never going to be that. You're never going to be that Doug Stanhope. You're never going to be that. Uh, you know, Eddie Murphy. It, or you know, or just just th- these brilliant comedians, and, mm-hmm. and like him or not, Jim Gaffigan is is a genius. He is so he's so it, it, like Brian Regan went out and tried to it, look these people up. If you're a fan of comedy, please look these people up. But Brian Regan went out and he decided he was going to be a family comedian, and he's very talented and very funny and very. Um, 
Gaffigan walks that line too, but he dips into the into the X-rated or not X-rated, but you know, PG PG thirteen yeah. maybe. I mean, yeah, he just but he dips in, he dabbles in, and, and then he'll go back. But he is just so clever in how he just stays on that, you know, that and that's and that's his lane. Mm-hmm. Doug Stanhope decided early on, no, I'm going to just speak. I mean, w- w- when we spoke with him, and he was, he said, no, I'm out of material. I've got nothing. And you're talking to him, and you go, that was, that's a bit, that's a bit. That, oh, yeah. And he's not, he's just endless. He just, but I love the fact that he's not, he's not saying that for, oh, poor me. He's, I mean, he's, he's that honest and his, his, mm-hmm. his comedy's that honest. And, you know, that's, that's another, that's another reason why Monty Python was so great. They're like, what are we doing? <laughs> you know, what, how, is this funny? Yeah. You know, they didn't, but they, but they, they, they gave it a shot. Like we spoke about Richie Blackmore. How's this comedy? No, he's saying, I want to see that guy hit the wrong note. I want to see that. I want to see that comedian reaching for that. You know, maybe it fails. Maybe it, you know, doesn't get the reaction. Or it crosses a line. Yes. Which is always, I think Love. is always the best part about comedy. It's like, how far can I push this joke and who's going to get mad about this tomorrow? You know, like the Bill Burrs and, 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 and the Doug Stanhopes. Like those guys kind of, they, they kind of push that envelope because they're just being honest. They're just being honest with themselves. And I think that's... That's the, that's the sign of a great musician or artist or comedian or anybody that dabbles in anything that's that's creative is, is if they can push themselves to a point where they're just being honest, 100% honest with themselves, that's when the great art comes out, I think. And David Bowie has a good quote along those lines. He says, like, just when you get to the point where you're feeling uncomfortable, when you're trying something new or you're... That, that's the good. That, that's when you know you're in the right place. Right. He used <laughs> yes. the analogy of walk, walking into water. Yes. And that yeah. that was my exact. I mean, brilliant. It's, it is. That's it. We should record this. Yeah. <laughs> I wish this was. Oh, it is real. So, Chad, what episode is this, Chad? Ah, uh, episode number one hundred twenty-seven. One two seven. Yeah. Well, that's that's that, that was that was a good episode, guys. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Yeah. We covered it all. Uh, how was the How was the House of Blues? Did you enjoy that? I did. It was the easiest load in and load out ever. I thought for drums. Anyway. It was, yeah. yeah. Very, but yeah, strange to have, um, and strange to 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 do. You know, we're recording for radio. Is it airing this Friday? I think that's what he said. Yeah. So well, that would be Friday, whatever this. Friday so for is. you guys, that would be last Friday. For us, it's oh, I, I, yeah. Is it yeah, tomorrow? This, this Friday. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, very uh, fun. So, uh, Drink of Ages, John Denman from uh, Drink of Ages, uh, he's turning that into a podcast too, which will which will be uh, or maybe I think it is a podcast. It is a podcast. Yeah. Excuse me. He's turning it into a you know, but the, the, the stuff will be on file too, so you'll be able to go out and check yeah. out the episodes. But he's a, he's a beer connoisseur, and he's working with all the local breweries and you know highlighting. Uh, so we worked with. Um, Sorry. Do it again. Do it. Uh, uh, Decca Brewing. Did you have one of their beers? I didn't. No, I I should have been more vocal about it. He get he handed me a, a, a Lone Pine, uh, Yellow Rose, when we were setting up. Who's that by? Lone Pine. Uh, Yellow Rose is their sort of flagship IPA. Oh, but yeah, I didn't I didn't get to try Lone. I don't think Lone Pine was there. I think it was just Decca. So yeah, so somebody had somebody had uh, had taste. Uh, was it Buell? Maybe Chris Buell? B- yeah, Chris did. He yes, he had it because he loved it. Yeah. He had done the can was about yeah. the size of a small child. Yeah. It was huge. That's why he... <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that's the that's the um yeah uh, so he, he really enjoyed that but, but so we did a few songs then they would in, they would do their interview and it's it, 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 it's a it's a good format it's strange as a performer to to go out and do it reminds me of the first time we played Bernhardt Winery uh, they said well you're gonna play a few songs and then stop and we're gonna do the 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 sunset toast oh and I said that's dumb <laughs> you know I, I I don't want any part of this and then then I got it when they did it I understood you know this sure. is why they've been in business for years just do what you tell you know but it's strange because what you you hit a stride as I'm sure you know in same with music and comedy and you know and and you know any kind of performance you you, you start to hit a stride as as soon as everything starts connecting um, uh, sound check is is stupid for the for the for the for the reason of you know, you're trying to get trying to make the room sound right. You're trying to, you know, tune your gear and your stuff. You know, your your sound to that room, so you don't come in and start feeding back or blow everybody out the walls, or you can't hear or it's muffled or whatever. So that's what sound check. But it's goofy because you're usually doing an empty room, and then you come back and there's full of people and and it sounds mm-hmm. completely different. Yeah. Um. So, but sound check is great for the. For me, especially, I'm nervous every show. It doesn't matter if there are one people there or you know, hundred thousand. It doesn't matter what. I'm nervous, no matter what. So it's nice to get that, you know, just blow through that, mm. yeah, that 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 the the initial stage jitters or whatever. Right. But um, it's, so it's strange to get a song in, another song, and then take a break. Right. So that was that was weird, in that, and I understand it. But again, it was for a radio show, for you know. And for the podcast and whatnot, but uh, it's, it's still it was, it's, it's a nice room. We've only ever played the big room at the the House of Blues. It was actually a nice little. Uh, it's it, it, it's good, great sounding room. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they, they had good gear and yeah, the stage is a pretty decent size. Yeah, too. I mean, even if we'd had four, all four of us there, it would have still would have been fine. Yeah, yeah. And we and we want to wish uh, Michael Mullins. It, it, it's passed now, but. This today is Michael Mullins from the George Theater. It's his mm. birthday today. Oh yeah, yeah. Like so, today, today, birthday, Mike. Huh? Like today, right now? Yeah. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. I so have to uh, send him a text. Yes, please do. Phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, happy birthday, Michael. Um, you've seen if you've seen our Ring of Fire video. Uh, Michael's the mastermind behind that. Yeah. And Thank you, the, Michael. And happy birthday. And we'll be visuals, working with you. Yeah. Again. yeah. Oh God, there's so much, so much going on. Uh, oh, and and thank thanks to everybody for uh, for for ordering the CD. We signed a bunch and sent them all off, and um, really really appreciate that. It was that it was uh, so nice, everybody? I hope you hope you like the CD. It's been getting great reviews. We've been mm-hmm. yeah. heard, heard great things about it. So yeah. Speaking of which, this, this is the first time we've fulfilled our own CD orders ever, <laughs> and uh, so that's been educational. Yeah, it was fulfilling. Yeah, yeah. So, because of that, once I figured out how this works, it's a lot easier now than it would have been, you know, 15 years ago to do this stuff because you can pay for postage online now, which is pretty cool. And uh, the website calculates the shipping with, based on weight and all that stuff. So, so uh, it was only just recently, I think I mentioned on the show before too, that CD Baby shut down their physical CD store. That used to be where all our CD sales happen. And I guess because nobody's, just not enough people buying CDs now, they can't afford couldn't afford to keep that shop open 
So it had been like the only only place you could get our copy of Standards, for example, now was Amazon or your local record store. But barring that, you can now not only buy Blackmatic at Blackguards.com, you can buy Standards at, at Blackguards.com, the CD version. Or download, if that's what you want. Or both. Please don't go to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. Come to us. We'll, yeah. you'll, we'll, we'll make more money, and you can have the satisfaction of knowing that that's the case. That our hands have touched it. Yeah. <laughs> Caressed it. So Yeah, so if, if you're watching this today, Tuesday, um, we're, we're playing at the New Potato tonight. That's um, right. 7 p.m., and we're going to do some shit that nobody's seen before. What? Yeah, we're going to tune our instruments. <laughs> and uh, no, we're, we're going to do some stuff. And then we, then we hit the road um, tomorrow, the next day. And we're, we're, uh, we're going up to um, Wichita, Kansas, Western Missouri, Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, we're, uh, we're going to be in Omaha for, for a few days. A few of you will know mm-hmm. why we're staying and mm-hmm. what we're going to do. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, um, uh, yeah, so... The that's going to be our first time in the van for for quite a while. First time in the yeah, yeah. So since the last time, since oh, don't be so deep. Let's just take a moment for the <laughs> yeah new potato, and we're going to go up north a little bit, see the folks up there in the the heartland. Yeah, the mid the middle western mm-hmm. part of the country. They're actually warmer than we are right now. So, uh, so much for going up and getting a break in the heat. Well, it's gorgeous today, though. 80, 80 degrees. Don't look outside. Um, and, and so, so last week, last week we talked about um, canceling, you know, because we're all in this cancel culture. Together. Cancel culture. So we talked about, you know, what song could we erase mm-hmm. from, from the map from history from ever sure and uh i'm I've just been I, I just daily think of have you have you thought of any other ones that you'd like to i'm actually racking my brain right now it doesn't make any sense i think it's because i just most of these songs i don't i, mean, I have erased from my brain <laughs> okay how about this how about this what song from your favorite band would you erase oh that's right we did mention that yeah, yeah. like 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 whatever your favorite band is what song could you be like uh you know what I can do without that one. Well, I, I've always, I've always, uh, I've always enjoyed Bruce Springsteen's lyrics. However, if I hear "Born in the USA" or if I hear uh, "Dancing in the Dark" or just something that's been played, to, you know, all those kind of songs. You mean can, that entire record, basically? No, there's some stuff on there I like. Name one. I don't want to. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, and this is not related, but. Uh, um, uh, dear sweet naughty zoot, not zoot. Uh, see Monty Python. Um, uh, dear sweet uh, June Narnia. Uh, just got me the other day. I mean, so favorite band. I I I'm, I guess it would have to be Iron Maiden. But she said, "What's your what's the what's their best record ever?" Mm. And I said, "Well, that's easy. No, it's not." But it is, it, it, it is absolutely true. And he got me, she got me on this. Edit. Uh, uh, Killers is by far and away the only record with not one back, bad track on it. 
Now, I mm. think that peace of mind was peace of mind was my that was kind of my eye opening to to to. to better sounding guitars and better better twin leads and better yeah but killers is front to back start to finish a to z i mean just non-stop perfection what about power slave power what's, slave what's the weak spot on power slave uh lo- lost for words really yeah that's the best track on it no it's not no it's it, it's a uh, uh uh what's that to, it is uh to tame land no that's a piece of land um and I need the track list. There's a couple of tracks I think are kind of fillerish. Yeah, uh, I, I, I know what bad. it is. It's uh, no, uh, well, to to me, rhyming the Inch Mariner is makes up for anything that yeah. they did wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's sure, just, it's just so good. But then there's songs that then you move into into more recent albums and you find stuff like Blood Brothers and this shit that I just I just can't. Uh, I, what, I, I can't. What album has Heaven Can Wait on it? That's a, uh, Somewhere in Time. Is it Somewhere in Time? And that's got a couple of dogs on it. Well, that yeah, the the, the melody in that chorus is pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Heaven Can Wait. It doesn't sound that good. No, it's not. It just sounds like... No, oh, you, how about this guy? It's not even catchy. What's the first Nico record? It just sounds... Peace of Mind. So. Peace of Mind. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. comes in with Eat Where Eagles There. And... Th- that song today is as as a first. Now, I, I, I may have mentioned this before, but at whatever age I was, I had a Walkman and I had that cassette tape, and I was in Alaska for months, uh, like two months or something, and I listened to that album over and over and over again. I know every single molecule of that record. I know it back to front. Um, and that was that was still such a great moment. It's it's kind of the guitars became a little bit more compressed and a little bit more um, just a, they, they they they've grown in every record they've done, like them or not. They've grown uh, their their abilities and their you know. But peace of mind was, uh, and I love Clive Burr too. They're they're yeah. you know they're, I mean, just such a great. Uh, but he always just seemed like he was just rough, rough around the edges. Nico had everything, and uh, but yeah, Peace of Mind has a couple of really not not terrible songs, but just uh, just weaker than than their usual. You know, and Die with Their Boots On is uh, Die with Your Boots On is. All right, well, let's get back to the original question now about what because we're talking about songs we mildly dislike rather than despise. Like songs, songs by people that we love that were like, well, fuck, where they think born in the USA yeah. or dancing in the dark. I mean, those, yeah. Ugh, yeah, exactly. I hear the, hear those songs again. I, I don't know what I'll do. Well, I remember being at a show one time and Meatloaf came on the, the PA. I said, oh, all right, everybody, everybody in here has to die. This is awful. <laughs> and I said something to to that effect. And one of the guys in the band goes, uh, he goes, well, I'd like to live in the house for you know the the. Yeah, paid for you know, that, that, that song paid for. I was like, no, it's no, I still don't want any part of that. You know, and and to, and, and, and to me, Meatloaf never had that. People say, well, yeah, what a voice, what a guy. No, no, it sounds like somebody huffing paint. It's it's. The thing about Meatloaf is, is he's he's a made up character. I mean, those songs aren't his. He didn't write any of those songs. Jim Steinman wrote Steinman, all those songs. Yeah, you know, and and like Jim Steinman or not, he was basically writing. 
he was writing in musicals without having a stage plot a visual. or a or yeah. a, 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 a a cast or an actual story to tell. He just wanted to write these songs, and and that's what and that's what we get. You know, that's what yeah. we get for for letting Jim Simon have a record contract. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Todd Runger made a shit ton of money off that record, so I'm happy for him. But because because Todd, Todd produced it, uh, yeah. that first one, which was just a fucking huge record. But I remember being a kid and hearing these songs and just being like, "What is what's what's yeah. what's going on here? What is all this?" But the question, I believe, is favorite. Yeah, favorite bands, bands that you would that you can get rid like of. Are, are there any Dire Straits songs that you wish you shut happened? up? You just shut up. I'm going to say uh, that Money for Nothing song. I'm not even a Dire Straits oh, fan, man. but fuck that song. I like it only because I think that the guitar tone in that song yeah. is just fucking brilliant. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it, and I understand why people don't like it. Now, I would take... Well, I blame MTV mostly for that because yeah, MTV just, just didn't did not play that song. Yes. Song yeah. Was yeah, 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 yeah. MTV. Yeah, definitely. And I would also, I would also take out... All the Mark Knopfler songs where he does that 12-bar blues bullshit, I just can't fucking take it. The, and I can't even think of a song off the top of my head. But there's, there's, there's songs off um, Privateering and uh, Tracker and just all, this, all these songs where he just does this. Stop! 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 Yeah. Stop! 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 I can't even stand whatever it is you're doing. Yeah, that. But that's that's the stuff yeah. where I don't care how good a guitar player you are. Don't fucking do that. Don't take it. Don't take time off, or excuse me, don't take time on to push this shit on on a record that has uh, sailing to Philadelphia or fucking. Uh, 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 What's the 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 one that we the trawler man the god damn don't put don't put <laughs> anyway so yeah so there's 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 songs like that so think, far from the Clyde was the other one yeah. God that's the one I was thinking of. that's another one I was thinking of and uh, uh, God yeah, I mean so many brilliant songs like Speedway and uh, Speedway at Nazareth mm-hmm. that song makes up for anything else. That he, you know, he did, but, and, um, yeah. So, so there's, yeah, there, there seems to be a lot of that. Now, also put yourself back in. Let's just rewind the rest. So, you're Dire Straits, and you're in that MTV era, and you're writing, Walk of Life. Ugh, not, not a fan. Not a yeah, fan. not, not a, fan. a fan. And the word, the video is even worse. It's a bunch of football clips, like American football. No. Yeah, the video is I it? saw was a bunch of American. Football players like the Steelers and whoever just catching balls, and that was the that was the whole video for that fucking song. Ooh, yeah, which makes a, it even worse. It's just a, it's a, it's a yeah, get Mark on the line. <laughs> that song wouldn't be. I think that song would be better if they took the organ line out of it. That that's the thing that really makes it annoying is that just because the same thing just keeps repeating and it's, it's it's not a pleasant sound, right? You know, it's not a far when I was a kid, when I would go to the go to the shops, the 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 uh, you know, like your supermarkets over here, we had a place called Dunn's Doors, D U N N E S, Dunn's, right? Mm. And uh, they had that keyboard sound with a jingle, you know, uh, shoppers on aisle three in the <laughs> baked beans aisle, we have on special today, <laughs> the number two, and it would have that organ. Kind of keyboardy kind of thing behind it, and it was this always, is in actually, the store. 
in the shop, not live. It would be piped in. Oh shit! That'd be kind of funny if there's a guy up in the corner. That would that would be funny. Chiming in every now and yeah. then. <laughs> Done stores better value beats them all awesome. every day. So that was that was their that was their thing. Yeah. But it would also uh, so so. And actually, on our on our new record, Blackmatic, have we got a copy of it. Um, we uh, <laughs> uh, we we. I wanted that sound for uh, Patrick Brennan came in and on, on Wagon Wheel. He did that. Yeah, he did that solo. That's what I was looking for with that annoying. Uh, I call it the shopping center. Uh, shopping sound. center, Oregon. Yeah, but it was it, it was that. But it's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, but the 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 that always reminds me of these. And 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 back in in the day, I don't know if it was the same over here. Of course, I wasn't here. But the um, the 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 shops were just aisle after aisle of, you know. Food. I mean, you just went in there to get your shit and leave right now. But now it's just a, it, it, there's there's a fucking wine tasting counter and a beer place you can sit down and get draft beer. And, so, and they're trying to make it. I remember my sister came over a few years back. Whole Foods does that. Too. That's that's yeah. that's what yeah. that's where exactly where we were. Yeah. And we, she walked by the thing and she's like, "What the fuck are they doing?" And I, I was like, "You know, are we going to get in a fight?" What's it? she was angry and I said, "What's?" It? And she said. Why are they doing this? What's happened to the pubs that are around? You know, these guys are taking a. I didn't see that. I'd walked by it a hundred times, but she was pissed off because the the pubs are losing because now people are getting dressed up to go shopping. You know, to to to, to go get their and the, it, it was annoying seeing the uh, you know seeing these people encroach on the on the on the nightlife. Mm. Yeah, it was very 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 strange. Um, walk of life walk of life yes <laughs> but yeah so, so um, and then other other bands other bands that songs that that you just shoot in the head I mean there's so many the the and, and, and I can't I can't separate the ones that have been overplayed versus the ones that were just um, that go back to the go back to the number of the beast and there's a uh, there's a song called gangland on there and it was just, it was Adrian Smith, the guitar player. He was talking about how Clive Burr was in, got to rehearsal early, and he was listening to some Cozy Powell, and he was doing these drum beats. So the drum beats kind of cool, and the guitar beats okay, but then the vocals just come in and just piss all over the song. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it's one of those songs. Like, I don't think they've ever played it. Yeah, you know, um, but that that's a you know. Another one of those. So, well, you know, well, we need, you know, we've got five songs on this side. We've only got four on this side. Let's put another one. On. You know, it's a filler. You know, that's, you know, I, 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 you know, I hope, I hope that we, we don't get to that point. But, uh, you know, because we, we were talking about ditching El Paso and ditching, you know, the songs that weren't, you know, that just weren't ready. Or, you know, we, we you know, if, if we weren't 100% behind it, we couldn't. Mm cut it out because even before the cameras went on today we were like what song would we take off, we take off and, yeah. and Eric said well I know which one we're going to do <laughs> maybe and then Chad said maybe it's more of a let's re-record it yeah because now that it's up to, up to yeah. well up to snuff maybe mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell the audience which one I want to re-record because now they'll just focus on it <laughs> they'll be like oh let me hear what he's talking about but it's it's again this is this is what we we, we, we we talked about many many times uh, the 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 beauty of recording these songs is being able to play them live 
And if and and this was what we changed in this one was we, you know, you guys had heard them kind of for the first time when we went into the studio. Oh yeah, and that's just it's it it doesn't it doesn't let the song breathe or grow. It's it's think of it as canned meat span. You 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 know you're just that's that's all you're going to get. It's mm. just you know, and so yeah, I would I I today right now Thursday. Tuesday, uh, I would take the, I would re-record everything again right now, but just because we've had a little time to, yeah, to 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 take them out. So, uh, yeah. So tonight, Tuesday, new potato. I'm looking forward to uh, throwing some new, sh- some old stuff out there, but putting a new spin on it and uh, mm-hmm. doing, you know. So so um, uh, our friends uh, Brian and Ellen Reeves had asked us. Uh, last week at the House of Blues, I said, "So when's the new record coming out?" I said, "It's going to be kind of soon. It's not going to be this 2005, 2020." Yeah, it's uh, nice, nice to be asked that question now and go, "Well, before it'd be like, well, <laughs> well, again, Hopefully. taking the stuff out and you know, yeah, you know, ha- having a stab at it live and getting immediate feedback is so much easier than." taking it you know from the box into a studio and recording it and taking the best taking the best take of a new thing versus something that we can get out there and kind of so and and also before we couldn't before with the touring and the just everyday life monday through sunday you couldn't you couldn't schedule the time to go and and do this now we know how and what and why and when where all this stuff can be can be done. So yes, yeah. so so I'm really looking forward to, to to the new to to a new record because the the now that we're playing more, we're starting to pick back up on that and stuff. And then we can also have those songs then that we can, that mm-hmm. we can erase from the from the universe. Memory. I, yeah. I predict the next record will probably be this one was almost fifty percent original. I can't count that high. There's there's six originals and there's eleven. So it is. It's more than fifty. Yeah. No, the next you one. Count. The, yeah, the next, next one will be hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I want to do a cover of "Walk of Life" on the <laughs> new record, just okay. to try to save it. Why don't you just do like a, a a drum solo? Just 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 play that song. Just drums, and you can hum. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I owe you, I owe you five dollars. <laughs> are there are there any uh, uh, like entire albums that you would erase from an artist you like erase from their catalog? There's some artists I can think of where like everything after a certain point, like hmm. almost almost completely. Like we were talking about the, the Beatles solo careers, for example. Ugh. I mean, I, I, there's I, I, entire decades. <laughs> that I get erased from Paul McCartney's career. Yeah, some of that stuff. I mean, fl- I mean, the Flowers in the Dirt record I thought was good. Yeah, you know why? Because he was collaborating with Elvis Costello. Yeah, and I thought the Wings Live Over America was good because mm-hmm. I grew up. I grew up with that record. My dad had it in the collection, and I grew up with that record. But something like whatever. What's that one? Wings at the Speed of Sound, or I mean, Band on the Run's okay. And, but uh, there's a couple of them, just like. There always is on his and maybe, and maybe it's what you know, maybe the song. I mean, I don't and I don't know. 
the Beatles solo catalogs, you know, very well. I, I know some of the hits. Yeah. You would have think the man a bit of bit of silly loves. Fuck that song. <laughs> silly love songs. No. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Nothing redeeming. Yeah. Um, it just, just keeps going. Yeah. It goes just, off into outer space for a minute, and then it comes back and goes like, just enough. We get it. No, 305, three minutes and five seconds. This is as much yeah. time as you need. And I hate to say, as much as I love George Harrison, too, I think after his second, All Things Must Pass was mostly great. There's a there's a, it's a four disc, a three disc set. The three records. The yeah. third disc is just uh, jams, really boring yeah. jams, which they, they, they he very good. Very easily could have left I out. I have to ask a question on that. Yeah. Is jams jamming playing with other musicians just for fun is that dead I know that personally I've been asked to hey you know you want to bring your guitar over and we'll just it seemed kind of hate that it seemed to be more well I hate that word too but I mean it's just you know you you started it yeah I I think I think I remember thinking back to when we were you know being a musician was still new and novel that like the idea of doing that seemed kind of fun and interesting just because you know you have a new toy, and you, you want to get out and, you know. Yeah, I, I, I have Back then, it seemed to be kind of sort of interesting. It was a thing. But now it's like, why? Why? Because this is our job now. It's like, yeah, know. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy playing the guitar, and I enjoy sitting down with an acoustic guitar or the electric or just making a lot of noise or a little noise. Doesn't matter. I enjoy it. And I, I like to, I like to, three of us, I like to sit down and say, hey, what about, and try this, you know put full time in this half time let's waltz this let's, yeah that's I like that stuff but do I want to go with a guitar and play brown eyed girl with a, or go to a bar and see a fucking other people do it fuck no I don't want anybody touching an instrument unless you got something to you know say so yeah that part of me is dead yeah I think and, I think I think unless it's someone that you admire or that you like or that you want to play with or someone you haven't played with that's mm-hmm. same level yeah Yes, could be fun, but if we're gonna go over, hey man, let's play some blues. Fuck that. No, I'm. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm I'd rather do anything else. Yeah, it's so like I, I I enjoyed like the the, the after show um, things we used to have or have had it in Weston, uh, usually with the members of uh, Barley Juice uh, late at night. That's fun when it's just for me. <laughs> Sorry, anybody else? It gets those things get annoying when there's too many drunk people around, and and, and it just kind of feels starts to feel claustrophobic. To, to me, the, the only way you're saying that jamming could be useful is when it's actually us, you know, trying to come up with ideas and stuff. Yeah, but that's different. Than yeah, just fucking around. So, um, I think if you if you're a blues musician or a jazz musician, that's maybe a little bit more appealing because that's kind of if all you do is improv. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's, 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 that's uh, well, that's a necessity too yeah. for your for your growth. Um, uh, my my the, the going back to that jam thing is is that yes, it can be kind of fun to listen to or to to participate as long as there's not that one there's always that one because we're musicians and because there's always that one or two that have to be the fucking yeah the star tonight right i have to be seen and heard and stuff like that i'll sit in the back and listen love it or if can get in and do something with them yes but mm-hmm. do i want to fucking do i want to to watch um little miss Spotlight or little Mister Spotlight have to fucking uh, take take 
take that middle, take that big, you know, fuck that. I mean, just, yeah. you know, that's, that's where it, that's where it loses its, and that's probably why I'm so jaded on it. But my question was going to be on the jamming thing. Okay. I don't like that word either, but w- is there somebody that's passed on or somebody that today that you would just love to get into a room and sit and play with a to hear the sounds and the stuff that would come out or be to learn from oh yeah it's easy Bowie Lennon I I, I would just like to be in, in a room what? with what do you mean no I, I would like to be in the room with John Lennon when he would come up with the 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 song structure and the, the just for that stuff but again I've talked about it before and I will I will find you Barry Gibb but I'd love to uh, Miami just head south yeah you know exactly where he lives. I know. I know where he lives. Yeah, uh, but he, he, his his attention to detail when it comes to melody and song structure is baffling to me. Yeah, it's, I just I want to see how these people work. But that's yeah. not jamming. That's like that's that's, that's studying. That's that, and yeah. that's fine. I mean, but I, I I do I want to hear John Lennon play guitar? No, no. I would rather hear like you know like somebody like I mean like like you know somebody who's like really. Like 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 uh, Hendrix or, you know, something like that. I mean, or some, or somebody like, you know, James Jamerson or, or somebody like that. I mean, I'd rather you know. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like, I'm just not. What's I'm your not, approach to rhythm? What's your approach yeah. to yeah. to uh, to uh, you know song? You know, like, hey, this song is one four five. How do you make it interesting by playing a badass bass line or something like that? Yeah. And how how can I support that? Um, it's the reason why for me, I, I tend to be more interested in the craft of songwriting rather than virtuosic skill. But that's not jamming. Well then, yeah, yeah. Let's I play. Don't want to jam. <laughs> I don't want to jam. Yeah. Who wants to jam? No one. I, I, I kind of. Well, I mean, I disagree with that because that, that's we've come up with. I mean, uh, the, the the kernel of uh, of pirates' life started in the studio years ago. That was that was you know it was something we we're screwing around in the, within the studio. We were just repeating for hours, you know, playing that riff over and over again to, to kind of refine it. That wasn't yeah. exactly jamming because we weren't improvising. Yeah, but it was you know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I guess if there's a strict definition of just improv, but even that can sometimes turn into songwriting too. And create and, and but the creativity approach too is 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 very interesting. I mean, obviously. <clears throat> because the Beatles did jam, they did. Yeah, you know, you know, they didn't necessarily write any of their hits that way, but that they did do that. Right. You know, obviously George Harrison put out a whole fucking disc of it, <laughs> boring ass jams. Boring ass so, jam. You know, I don't know. I guess they they found it uh, fulfilling in some way. Hmm. Boring ass jam. Yeah. That's a that's a that's good. A, that's name. the next. That's the fucking next record. Right? Yes, it is. <laughs> Blaggers presents boring ass jams with a Z. J A M Z. Well, well, ass jams is one word. Ass, ass jam. Jams. Ass jam. Yeah. Ass jam. I, I think they sell that at Whole yeah. Foods. Yeah, they do. Ass jam. It's like nineteen ninety nine for a little vial. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Maybe uh, Chad's like, I got the name of that. Yeah. The name of the <laughs> podcast. How would that look? Ass jam. One uh, word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, there's. It's. It's. it's I, I don't know of Make any the S's dollar signs. You know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know of any musician that wants to because again back in the day when I was first starting to play I would hear people saying hey you know we should get together and jam come over to my no, you know uh, but now I think it is dead as far as anybody that's touring or playing four or five nights or three four 
five nights a week, you know, you're not going to pick up your guitar and run over to a, to like I say, Brown Eyed Girl. Right. I think maybe it's a different level of musician that's probably still doing that. Yeah. And we don't want to know who that is. <laughs> Akeed, yeah. Akeed. Yeah. Well, there, there's some really, uh, I'm thinking about Bowie too. A lot of the stuff that, that's on his records did come out of jams. Uh, Talking Heads too. Um, they would just sit around endlessly noodling and looping things over and over again. Um, there's a little bit of, both of them I think used this sort of a cut up technique too where they would they would do long sections and then kind of move them around in the in the uh, mixing process so yeah and the band I was, I was in when, in my late teens the change we used to write like that too however Talking Heads is a band David Bowie groups were you a know band. What, yeah. a band kind of a thing yeah, so yeah. I understand that yeah but the idea of like you know some jackass calling up David Byrne. Hey, you want to come over and jam, David? Right. And be like, who is this? Yeah. No, and those and those, <laughs> those things. My beautiful phone. <laughs> yeah. Those those situations. You're right. Those those situations benefited from the people actually knowing sure. each other and having chemistry, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Especially, I was just watching this. I, you, I got to send this video to you. Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with the song "Look Back in Anger" by Bowie? Do you know that one? Uh, probably. Yeah. The drums I on it are. Couldn't absolutely. sing it if I. The drums on it are really super cool. Who's who's the super cool drummer? Uh, Dennis Davis. Oh, Dennis, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that back then, he, Bowie did a whole uh, string of albums with those guys. Um, it was Dennis Davis, George Murray on bass, and Carlos Alomar on guitar. Yeah, and the three of them were really really tight. And but they would just sit and jam on stuff, and a lot of those riffs that they would come up with it became Bowie songs, and that was that was one of them. And Dennis Dennis Davis's performance on that song was just absolutely astounding and uh, there's a video that's that's on YouTube where Tony Visconti the producer of that record is in, in, isolating the drum track for, for Dennis because Dennis Davis passed away a couple pretty, years ago yeah, yeah pretty recently yeah anyway his youngest son was there interviewing Tony about his dad and so he's the first time I think anybody had ever heard this the, the isolated drum tracks that Dennis did on that track so, God, it's just nice. anyway side note well speaking of isolation let's all fuck off yeah Fair enough. Are we done? Yeah. Yeah. I think we were done hours ago. Um, but we, we do have, we do have, uh, we have the new potato tonight. You gotta come out, come out, come out, come out. Tuesday. Yeah. Seven o'clock. No cover. Be a lot of fun. And we're not playing for long, so don't dick don't, around. Don't dawdle. Yeah. Don't dawdle dick. Yeah. Don't dick dawdle. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and uh, the record is records up and doing well, and thank you for buying it and and, and telling people about it. We're just thrilled. We're going to be uh, we're heading to uh, Omaha next week. So this week, tell your friends, let it be heard. Um, I, 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 I and God, this is just something I'm forgetting. I'm, How was uh, the Cork and Barrel? Cork and Barrel, very fun. Kristen Jensen knocked it out of the park. She sure did. Well done. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and also. Um, we're going to have soon back on the show, right? We're going to have Mark Cavanaugh. Yes, and, we're going to and his tie partner. up that one. Yeah. Because, well, we're going to do it anyway, but but uh, by the time this show is out, we should have up on the site, um, you can go and actually contribute to his company, uh, Catch My Carbon, and you can help to their, their effort to reforest Ireland uh, with native trees. Essentially, what they're doing is they're planting a tree for every... Uh, it, it's it's trying to to eliminate our carbon footprint, and just 
you know, essentially help the earth for all the hippie types out there that love. Well, I mean, it's good because since the oceans and the land are now all on fire, fire. why not try to offset yeah. some of that nonsense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we had him on before, and uh, let me link to that. Nice. Episode. I think it's and then, but we're, we're going to bring him back on to kind of tie it up because we we are supposed to do it, but again the. The record we've been and as just uh, the record and trying to get back into the van and start playing again has taken up every single moment. So we're we're going to tie that episode up. So we'll put that one together, um, uh, and then we'll, we'll try we'll try to get him on the on the on the line before we before we head off hmm. to Omaha. But um, a wonderful idea, and uh, Mark's been uh, a dear friend, lifelong friend, and it's just a it's it really is it's genius. I believe it's only five dollars a tree. If you want to, if you want to contribute, you can do more than one tree if you want. Yeah. So uh, yeah, check it out. And when we when, when we start advertising for Ireland next year, as well, what you can do is you can offset your your you know the the carbon footprint that you know by and again it's just it's it's going to be a great thing too to be able to know that you're putting back you know for the shit that we're taking out too mm-hmm. and 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 uh, so we'll be able to. You know that they, they can show you what you know what it costs. You know for per tree, blah blah blah. Set set up a you know set up a a, a better air filtration uh, you know thing than we have right now because we are we are we are just I find that fucking picture of the ocean on fire We're with the water thing. It's oh, just there's like, two there's two parts of the ocean that are on fire. There's two, one two, no? in the Gulf and one over off the coast of Nigeria. Right, just. Thought I'd end the, end, the, end the podcast on a high note. On a, <laughs> same, 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 same problem. Great. Anyway, I'm going to go drive around the city now. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I All think right. I'm going to go for a walk. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.